SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So many sports. So many memories. So many players. So many teams. So many great matchups. So many possibilities. Now are you really going to pass all that up? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, folks, pardon the delay. Here we go, Sportsbook Radio. AM 1400 KSHP, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Good guests coming your way today, Chuck Esposito, Sunset Station. Jay Cornegay is going to join us from the Superbook. We'll recap wild card, super wild card weekend. Look ahead to the new numbers. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Hour number two for us on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sirius Channel 204. We do an extra hour now, 11 to noon Pacific time. And then we're right with you here locally in Las Vegas on AM 1400 KSHP. And we're thrilled to be on Sirius 204. Uh, got that fun started last Thursday, Steve. You're, did you find out how big you ended up being in Toledo? I, I got a, a few new followers on uh, on Twitter. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm Better pretty- vet them. <laughs> I mean, that may not necessarily be a good thing. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> a wild card weekend, wild stuff. Just a, a quick summation of some of the stuff we talked about. Started with the Bills and the Ravens. Or it was the Bills and the Colts, and the Colts should have won the game, honestly. I mean, if you're being dead honest about it. Drop passes, bad decisions by Frank Reich. We said timeouts will cost the team a game. It cost the Colts a game. Uh, then we get the nonsense last night. You know, the Browns 28 nothing, and then that turns into a gong show. I went on a rant in the first hour, so just for the folks here in Vegas, I just got to repeat this. The fumble at the end of the Bills-Colts game, for the love of God. I mean, Pascal catches the pass. He's down, no one near him. He stands up. Two Bills come up, and Poyer rips the ball out. Fumble, game over. They review it, and then no, they're gonna they're running to snap the ball. McDermott calls a timeout. They review it, going, he just won the game, calling a timeout. And ninety nine percent of the people that saw that said, I mean, even Frank Reich's wife said that was a fumble. <laughs> and then the NFL goes, no, no, yeah, yeah, that wasn't clear evidence. Like, pardon me. So Gene Scarator, who the network employs, right, as an ex referee to look at this stuff. And, uh, and and tell you how it's going to go and why, says it's a fumble. <laughs> I, I, again, I was listening on radio at that point because I'm at work. I, Steve Tasker, who does the uh, Bill's color commentary on radio, went ballistic. I, I knew by the way that he was talking that it was a fumble. And on and, and, and the one hand, it's hilarious listening to Tasker go off. And on the other hand, I'm hoping, man, I hope this doesn't cost Buffalo the game. 
because that would be a, just a dirty shame. And but, uh, uh, you know, but, but not Buffalo. See, it's not. Forget the Bills. I'm, but I, but I mean, we're only a couple of years removed from the idiotic interference call that yeah. cost the Saints. Yes, and all that you get is an apology letter from Roger Goodell. Right. I don't want your letter. Right. But, but oh, and now an interference call is a subjective thing. But the replay thing's black and white. How many times, Steve? Is it, is it not the most remarkable thing? That when these things go to review, the three-quarters of the people that look at it, I mean, the vast majority would say, well, this should be the call. And it goes the other way. Yeah. It happens to me all the time. I don't know what a catch is anymore, Brian. I have no – again, I played wide receiver not very well or I wouldn't be here. But I have no idea what a catch is anymore in the NFL. You, you, you've got, you have to have hands under it. If it, if it even touches the grass, did the, now did the ground help you catch it? What do you, he either cut it. I, I normally know what a catch is and what, and now you got to make a football move. And, and did he juggle it after he caught it? He had it. He had it. And then if he juggles it after that, th- then it's a loose football. Maybe it's a fumble or whatever, but he initially caught the ball. That's, that, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm, it, it, it happens too often, Brian, and it costs and, – and we're talking about big money here. Right. That these referees are taken from teams on occasion. Well, and players. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. What do they say? Billions changed hands on that. Get it right. I mean, for the love of God, though. Officiating umpires, human beings make mistakes. Mm-hmm. All right? Then I get if something's inconclusive – Okay, that's proper. Mm-hmm. If if it's so close, go with the call in the field. It's the right thing. But they didn't even make a call in the field. They're all looking at each other, going, "What is it? What do we do? What?" The problem was there was no timeouts and the clock was running, yeah. and everybody was scurrying to place the ball. And the thing is, if they don't buzz down in time, or if they do buzz down immediately, they're doing the Colts a great favor because the you know the clock stops. I guess you get the ten second runoff. But once he once McDermott called timeout, that's a fumble. It's like that's it, game over. And everybody looking at it said game over. And the guy comes back and says, "Call in the field stands, Colts ball." That's the other thing about replay. You talk about the officials looking at one another. That now they're trying to make the call that then they can review. So in case they made a mistake, instead of just calling what they think they saw. All right. So look, we're off to the races here. It's a Monday. Sports Grid Radio Network. Sirius Channel Two Hundred Four, right here in Vegas from the AS- AM fourteen hundred KSHB Studios. It is Sportsbook Radio Lunchtime with the Linemakers. We got good stuff for you today. Chuck Esposito's next. Jay Cornegay's in the on-deck circle. A lot of good stuff still to come. Off to the races on a Monday, and we'll be talking some hockey, too, so keep it right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back with you here. Sportsbook Radio, AM 1400 KSHP. The Sports Grid Radio Network, Series 204. Brian Blessing. Stevie Slapshot on a Monday. 
What are one of our favorite things to do on a Monday, Steve? Is Chuck Esposito? Yeah. All right. Am I gonna hit you over the head with a two by four? <clears throat> I, I, what, geez, what, geez what, Chuck, I thought I thought he'd, he'd dive all over that one. Uh, he's just a little slow on the draw. A little slow on the good, uptake. Boy. Yeah. All good. <laughs> Uh, Chuck Esposito over at Sunset Station. Did the show there Friday. We go out there. We love uh, racing into the weekend with Chuck. Uh, let's go, Chuck. What was the recap, I guess, generally speaking, for the books? Handle-wise, six games, three Saturday, three Sunday. Uh, what was the final report card? I think overall uh, pretty good, guys. I think Saturday when you had uh, you know three underdogs uh, cover, it, it's always kind of a good thing. Uh, for our side, although you did have, you know, the Rams were a dog and there was a lot of action on the Rams uh, on the money line and, and getting the points, which the betters did well on. I think um, you did have a lot of uh, teaser and money line liability, though, kind of rolling into uh, uh, yesterday when you had um, both Bills and Colts. You had all teasers live and Washington football team in Tampa, all teasers live and the favorites winning in both those games. And then yesterday, a lot of late action on the um, on the Ravens, a lot of action on the Saints. Uh, um, Keaton goes games under was good, but then the late game, all I can say is kind of a stunner. You know, no coach, no problem. Uh, Love Safansky could be coach of the year, but I mean, uh, he might want to think about staying in his basement for another week. The way they play, just <laughs> kidding, of course. But uh, um, the night game was uh, was a favorable outcome as well. So overall. Day was a pretty decent weekend. Chuck, I keep going back to that Ravens game yesterday, and good on them, man. I mean, the, the betters were right. The market was right. Uh, they held Henry to 40 yards rushing, and it was a backyard alley fight. But it's amazing how I was saying to Stevie in the first hour, one play can change an entire football game. And we saw that twice yesterday. We saw the drop pass in the Bears game that we'll get to. The Bears should have had the lead at halftime. That was a winnable game for them, but the Ravens were down ten nothing, and believe me, they were getting they were getting boat raced. So they're up ten nothing, third and fifteen. Jackson gets flushed from the pocket, but they had him contained, and he's running to the sidelines, Chuck, and he fires one down the sidelines. It was it seemed like it was a hope and a prayer, and I believe it. You get the tight end Andrews to come back, got his feet down, and kept the drive alive. It moved the sticks. But it stopped the bleeding because the way it was going right there, I would I'm convinced Tennessee would have made it seventeen nothing. That one play changed that game in a heartbeat. No, it did. You know, he really was kind of scrambling and running for his life and and, and kind of rolled out way behind the line of scrimmage and it looked like for a minute he was just kind of throwing it away. But, you know, I think guys that maybe that's kind of a, a game for um for Jackson that, that catapults that team and, and gets him to not have to answer those questions. I mean, he was 0-2 in bowl games at Louisville. He was 0-2 in the postseason, although MVP, you know, last year with the Ravens. And that's kind of a, a signature win for him, especially that a team that isn't built to come from behind and has had such poor success in, in coming from behind in his tenure. So that's a huge win. I mean, it sets up to me one of the most intriguing matchups next week, and that's the late game Saturday between Baltimore and Buffalo. Because I think either one of those teams can be playing on that first Sunday in February. Um, so it, it's a, it's an interesting meet, meeting for those, uh, you know, I, I think, guys. And uh, overall, the weekend was fun. And, uh, you know, biggest surprise, of course, is that uh, 
the Brownies are still playing. How about the challenges for the numbers this week? What were the hot topics hanging a number for the next round of games? I think the, the biggest hot topic, guys, was on the Bucks saints game. Um, there was a lot of a difference of opinion, um, I think, for, for us, and I think even industry-wide. Um, I know the Saints had beaten them twice this year and, and seemed to, to have their number, but uh, the way that Tampa's playing right now, I think it's a different Tampa team. Uh, the Saints beat them once week one, and Brady was still kind of getting acclimated to that, that system and his teammates. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I really think that was the number. And even the Buffalo-Baltimore game kind of toyed with, you know, where should that game be and, and how do we think that game will be bet? And we're not in it to have an opinion, really. I mean, we're looking to put up kind of the, the best two-way number. We're going to be somewhat opinionated, but you still want to look at for the best two-way number. But that Bucks saints game really had us uh, going back and forth, and, you know, it looks like it's settled in now. And I don't think it comes off that, but I do think we could possibly be – Saints fans be rooting for a favorite, um, you know, come late for the late game on Sunday. I think we're going to see plenty of buck action. Chuck, I got to believe, and I could be wrong, you, usually we're, we're pretty good nailing where the numbers are going to go. This one's a little confounding. I think threes may be gone for good in the Baltimore-Buffalo game. Baltimore took that number, they were three-and-a-half, three-point favorites on the road, and that ended up being correct. Buffalo didn't play great, found a way to survive and win, and Baltimore goes on the road and gets the W. I, I think threes are gone there. Yeah, I do too, B, and we talked about that a lot too and kind of a little bit of a difference of opinion that some of us really uh, favor um, Buffalo in that game. Um, some of us like you know the Ravens. I think it's an interesting matchup. I, I really do. <clears throat> I mean, you look at Buffalo and maybe some of the struggles they've had you know, against the run – um, and, and that's what uh, the Ravens bring to the table. But there's no team that's hotter right now than, than your Buffalo Bills. And, and so many people really, really like that team a lot. That That's a, a great game. I'm really looking forward uh, to watching that game. I think it's going to be fun. Um, but, uh, you know, I think you're right about those threes being gone. The Bears, buddy, I, I, you know, you were realistic about it, but I, I just had a feeling the Bears were going to give them all they could handle. If, if that kid doesn't drop the touchdown pass, that was a, by the way, that was an incredible play. I mean, they executed it beautifully. That whole game spun on a dime right there on that play because the defense came to play for the Bears. They did. I mean, you, you can only hang around so long. And when you're, you know, when you're only scoring three points until that, you know, garbage touchdown at the end, I mean, it, it's awfully tough. Um, I thought without, you know, Mooney at wide out and then when Anthony Miller got ejected, and, you know, not having Roquan Smith on defense or Jalen Johnson, who a lot of people thought would be, you know, would make the all-rookie team at corner and then Buster Screen, your nickel, it really put that team behind the eight ball so, uh, a lot. But I think not having Smith, who, you know, was snubbed for the Pro Bowl and, you know, was one of the top three in the league in tackles, I think really hurt that defensive lot. But offensively, you're absolutely right. I mean, you have an opportunity to tie that team, come right back. And, and Wims, who, who got suspended this year for on-field antics with the Saints, had an opportunity to make a catch, and he didn't do it. And that offense was never the same after that. And it's very tough against the Saints defense to, to play uphill 
going to have to, you know, kind of trade points with Drew Brees and, and Kamara and, uh, and Michael Thomas. So just a daunting task for an offense that really has struggled all year. And you have to wonder if that was the last game that uh, Mitchell Trubisky will ever play for the Chicago Bears. Hey, real quick, Chuck, uh, tonight's game, uh, Ohio State, Alabama. How, how's the action going for you guys on that? Are, are you, uh, uh, is there a side or, you know, the side of the total that you need or a pretty even action? To be honest, D.B., the game's creeping up, you know, and, and the total is going down. Um, it, it's a weird game because the total was so high initially. You know how explosive these two offenses are. And I'm stealing a line from my, my good buddy Jason McCormick about, you know, the scoreboard operators might need a Red Bull in this one. And uh, I think you look at, you know, Ohio State with what they did against Clemson, who came in with the fifth-ranked defense in the FBS, uh, going up against the Bama team who has the 76th-ranked defense. It's uh, you know a little bit different, but so far it's pretty pretty one side in favor of Bama. All right, maybe when the next segment we have a few more minutes with Chuck after a quick break, maybe we'll talk about props and other things that are involved. We got the start of hockey. It's the start of a brand new week and a lot of cool things on the docket. Don't forget our friends over at John Smith Subs, ninety seven zero one West Flamingo. Tomorrow, buy one sub any size, and you can get one free. And they'll be hooting and hollering for the Monday night game tonight. Over at Oasis, 49-55 South Decatur. The Monday Night Maniacs will be out in full force watching college football. We'll be right SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Your search is over. You found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of of sports sports talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back with you here. Sportsbook Radio, AM 1400 KSHP, the Sports Grid Radio Network. And on Sirius Channel 204, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. And our buddy Chuck Esposito has a few more minutes for us. And we just wanted to check in, Chuck, on the Bama-Ohio State game tonight. I would envision a lot of those NFL games got hooked into this game tonight. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I think there's definitely some you know carryover money line and, and teaser stuff going into tonight's game. Uh, it's just such an interesting matchup. I mean, uh, again, you look at Ohio State's big win against Clemson and that Bama offense, though, during the regular season, guys, they averaged a little over 47 points a game. Um, you look at how talented they are with, with Harris and, and Jones and, and, and Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, and, and maybe Waddle. Um, I think it's a, a daunting task to, to really, if you like Ohio State to think they're going to trade points and see this game go over. I think if you're an Ohio State fan, you got to hope that they can they can make some stops here. And and I believe Bama is 0 and 4 in uh, in title games uh, against the number. So uh, with with Saban, so we'll see how it all uh, unfolds. But uh, should be fun. I mean, great weekend with triple headers on Saturday and Sunday, and then you've got the the national championship game today tonight. So from our side of it, it's, it's definitely been a lot of fun boys and chuck i mean how will this stack up in terms of what normally is better on an nfl monday night game will this uh kind of blow by that i think it'll be right up there depending on what the matchup is for a monday night game guys but i could easily see it you know uh surpass that by a by a good number i mean these are two great teams they're two very public teams it's the national championship game uh the number's not crazy um again you're looking at an ohio state team that just 
pulled off that huge upset against Clemson. Fields has an opportunity to solidify his, his stock as maybe the number two overall pick in the draft. Bama's just got a host of guys on the offensive side, including Mac Jones and Heisman Trophy winner Devonta Smith. So uh, I think you'll see a great handle on this game, including uh, on the props as well. All right, but tell them about, and we say this to the folks uh, on Sirius 204 and from out of town, when you come to Vegas, we always sing the praises of the local joints. I think you really find the experience to be great fun, and you can still pop all around the valley. But when you come here, you're nuts not to get a mobile app. And the STN mobile app, Chuck, when they jump in to get the station's app, uh, they jump in, you get a $100 sign-up bonus. That's a nice little little carrot on top. It is. It's up to a $100 signing bonus. Yeah, you're right, B. And, you know, we love when the guests have an opportunity to kind of come out and, you know, uh, meet our team and enjoy everything we have to offer, not only at Sunset, but all of our racing sportsbook properties and, and, and casinos. But the mobile app just really does bring the palm of, palm of the – bring the book to the palm of your hand, both the race side and – and the sports side, and um, especially with so many things going on. And, you know, it's nighttime, as uh, we like to say out here. Uh, the Golden Knights start on, on uh, you know, next week. So it's a great time with all their late start times, too, to, to have the app and have an opportunity to get up to a $100 signing bonus. Yeah, and you got a lot of cool props, and I know you just put up some new information, and we'll be getting the word out all week long with some of those hockey offerings. We'll talk about that on Vegas Hockey Hotline. But I know you got to skate for a meeting. Always a treat, and we'll uh, be out to see you on Friday. All right, boy. Sounds great. Chuck Esposito from Sunset Station, kind enough to join us here on a Monday. We got Jay Cornegate coming up from the Superbook in our next segment. Stevie, we talked about it uh, earlier in the first hour. Sources were saying, well, they were right. Uh, Doug Peterson, bye-bye. And, by the way, uh, apparently he's got a relationship with the Jets GM, so he probably will at least interview for that job with the Jets. We'll see what happens. I, what? That's a, such an odd dynamic, just trying to figure out what went down there, how Wentz fell off the map. And it just seems to me like it was much, much more was in play there than the injury, the way he was playing out of the gate. Now you wonder what they do. I mean, they were telling you something when they go and they draft Hurts in, in the in the draft. That I think they had questions that it was more than the injury, that something just wasn't right with Wentz. But I got news for you. Peterson and the play calling and the decisions, they did him no favors. It was bizarre. I I saw, and I don't know how this correlates, but uh, reports now that Wentz is more likely to stay in Philadelphia now that Peterson is gone. I don't know. It it feels to me like Wentz needs to change a venue. I, I don't know where that would be, where he might fit well, but but I, I think – I don't know. I, I think Philadelphia is not a good spot for him right now. And now all this Deshaun Watson trade talk that he's very unhappy there and, you know, what, what, what the asking price would be, I would, I would ask you, that would Belichick, would the Patriots, would they give up a King's Ransom – Everybody's to in, get him. Everybody's in play now, and and since everybody's in play, uh, I think Houston can ask their price, right? You've got you've got people. It's going to be a bidding war, if if he is in fact uh, available, well, and maybe Houston says nope, we're going to keep him. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But I've I've heard uh, Raiders uh, people talking about maybe looking at him. 49ers people talking about maybe looking at him. New England, obviously. Anybody who needs a quarterback who has some assets to give that Houston might like, 
You know, I, I would think they would at least look at it. I, I'm trying to think. Do you think this is – is it just another NFL offseason or is this going to be way more active and crazier things happen? I don't know. I, I, again, I, if I was Wentz, I'd be looking to move. So I, I think that'll happen. We'll have to see what plays out with Watson. Um, something. What, what is up in Houston? First, we got Watt calling out his team, and now we have the issue with Watson. And there, there are other things around the league. We talked about Peterson and the odd play calling there. What happened with Nagy? He was so good when he first got to Chicago from Kansas City, and 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 it doesn't feel the same now. And the same thing with McCarthy in Dallas. He was so. Maybe it was Rodgers. Maybe Rodgers was the guy winning the games for Green Bay those years. Um, McCarthy was just as odd this year that, in Dallas. That was a weird one. Yeah, as 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 Peterson wasn't. You know what did it take? Was it was it by week two when the players started saying the the practices are disorganized? And I I don't know. I I don't know what happened. It is bizarre because I thought McCarthy had done such a good job in Green Green Bay that that was a good hire by Dallas. If if I if I backed you into a corner right now. I am in a corner. Yes, you are. We can go further back. Take the <laughs> mic with you. What what game do you like best? Like, what would your of the four? strongest opinion of the four be? I was gonna. If we had more time with Chuck, I was gonna ask him. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is the strongest. I'm 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 gonna play Tampa Bay. It's what is it? Plus seven, seven and a half. No, right now? no, Where no. They're no. only catching three. Oh, oh, I got that. Right. Okay. I'm not obviously thinking of another game. Anyway, I the Packers I think, are seven. Okay, I think Tampa is the better team. Now I know New Orleans guys a really good defense. I was not impressed with New Orleans offense at all yesterday against Chicago. Uh, I think I think Tampa is a little more balanced. That their defense is good enough, and and that their offense is better with Brady than New Orleans offense is with Breeze. I like Tampa. Boy, it's tough to step in front of this bus. Green Bay, Lambeau, but against that defense, mm-hmm. I think that Rams-Packers game is lower scoring than people might think. And, you know, we know how good Devontae Adams is, but you're throwing Jalen Ramsey on him. And the the real rub is how healthy is Donald going to be? Like, is, is he out there, but he's not... Right. A force, but right. if Donald's Donald, I think the Rams want to run the ball with Acres, and they want to shorten the game. And if their defense can hold Rodgers and that offense to more field goals than they're accustomed to, I think the under in that game might be the way to go. Again, I learned my lesson uh, over this past weekend. If I do anything with that game, it'll be Rams and under. I, I think the defense is good enough. I I think you know Rodgers finds a way to win this game, but it doesn't mean it's not within the number. That could be a field goal game. Speaking of defense, will there be any tonight? I think there will. I mean, I I, I like the under. I, and, I, and I don't know that there'll be a whole lot of defense. You know, I I, I could win the under with 69 points being scored. Um, but I, I think that's really tough. For, you have to, It feels like you've got to score on every possession, both teams. 
to get to that number. Well, they can both score and they can both score fast, but I'm with you. I it was 75 and a half. That number is starting to creep down. 74 and a halfs are out there. Yeah, they're both great offenses and neither defenses are maybe what we're accustomed to from programs like Alabama and Ohio State, but you're still talking about a bunch of five-star recruits and I just got to believe there's one or two turnovers that can be created, you know, in a red zone that really slows this thing down on a couple of times. I got to believe there's a couple of, of big defense. The problem is, you know, it could be, you know, it's a watch would be a pick six, and then <laughs> then the thing really goes haywire. Yeah. In, in big games, though, Brian, players tend to get tight. No one wants to be the guy that makes the mistake that costs them the game, right? So they're they're not loosey goosey. They're a little tight. That that leads to unders. And uh, by the way, uh, Waddle for uh, for Alabama probably going to go. It's a it's a game time decision, leaning probable. But again, he could be compromised. That may affect this total as well. So we started with the college championship, the end of a weird college football season. How was your weekend? Uh, Tracking college games and players and cancellations oh, and postponements. Saturday was not fun, Brian. It was not fun at all. We had all those college basketball games, and we had a lot of injuries to track and a lot of cancellations uh, to take care of. All right, don't go anywhere. Next segment, Jay Cornegay is going to join us from the Superbook at the Westgate. They're already starting the work. Believe you me, there'll be 400 props up on the big game. That'll be a fun conversation coming up next. Seriously. We do this 24 hours a day, every, every day. day. It's real. And it's here. We've got to come up with a better name for it than fantasy sports. This is the Sports SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back with you here. Sportsbook Radio from the KSHB studios in Las Vegas on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sirius 204 very much looking forward to the conversation with our next guest, our pal Jay Cornegate from the Superbook over at the Westgate where, oh, I don't know, there could be creases in his forehead or gray hairs forming. 400 props, buddy. They're not far away. <laughs> no, no. We are We're going to wait on those for a little bit. But, uh, uh, you know, we're just trying to get through these games here. Um, we've actually, you know, once we get through tonight's game, um, Certainly, once we get through next weekend's divisional games, uh, you know we'll we'll pick it up a notch. But uh, we've already laid some groundwork for them. And but thanks for reminding me that uh, that uh, uphill battle uh-huh. and heavy lifting is right around the corner. Yeah, man, we go to battle. I mean, I'm behind you every step of the way. I'm there. I'm there for you. So uh, the <laughs> bottom line is this weekend: good, bad for the books. Well, it was exactly that. It was good and bad. Uh, you know, we had uh, a, a fantastic uh, Saturday, despite, you know, we didn't really have those two bigger underdogs 
um, win outright. Lucky for you. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, we, we thought going into Saturday we would need either the Colts you know, or the football team to win outright. And neither one of those things obviously happened, but we still had a, a great day as all three dogs covered. How about the numbers this weekend? Any real hot, serious debate? Like, you know, what, what do we do here? What do we think the market will bear? No. Oh, Framazoid? We, we lose Jay. Might have lo- lost him. Yeah, I think we did. Stevie, sing a show to him. What? What'd you, what'd, you, what'd you say to him to take him off? I like didn't that? say anything to take him off. Uh, we'll try. We'll try to lasso him again. Was there of the games coming up this weekend? When, when you look at it, I mean, any number you thought could be a little, a well, little squirrely? Uh, uh, again, I don't know about squirrely. I, I just again, I think Tampa Bay is, is the better team than New Orleans. Um, I'm, again, I've, I've tried to learn my lessons as I go along. So I'm looking at dogs and unders here. Um, do, can, can the Rams win the game against Green Bay? I don't think so. Can they cover the number and, and standard the total in Green Bay? I, th- I think that's possible. So I'm, I'm going to have a look at that. Well, let's, let's see what Jay says. I mean, we got him back. Okay. We, we, we've got a better piece of string for the soup can. Uh, what, what numbers were, were there debates on this week, Jay? Um. Well, there's definitely uh, the, the biggest one for us was the, the Saints and Buccaneers because we did have a couple of three-and-a-halves in the room and we had a couple of five-and-a-halves in the room, and they they actually uh, won as we posted five-and-a-half. But, uh, um, you know, we were pretty – they were pretty solid. I mean, we were right there as the numbers were, were discussed. Uh, we might have had a couple of half points um, here and there, but – I mean, the seven was a pretty solid number on the Packers. I think there was probably one uh, six and a half in the room. Uh, the Bills, two and a half. Uh, we actually had a, a couple of twos on that one. And, um, you know, the two and a half uh, won out as we're still there. And then the Chiefs, um, we had uh, both sides of the Chiefs where we had nine and a half and ten and a half. And, uh, settled in on 10, and that still remains there. So there wasn't a lot of variations uh, for our for our lines once we posted the openers. They were very, uh, I, I think they were very close to one another. I think we had a really good, true consensus uh, on those three games. The only game we had that was off was the Buccaneers and the Saints. I mean, are there tipping points, Jay? I mean, I, again, look at last week where – you know, Baltimore's is three and a half point favorite on the road to Tennessee, and it, it, it turned out to be correct. Although the way it started, it looked like Tennessee might have blown them right out. But there was love for Baltimore last week. I, I think your two looks like the right number. Threes are gone in that Baltimore Buffalo game. But this this past week, there was a lot of support for Baltimore. So it kind of gives you the starting point, anyway, right? Yeah, the Sharps have always kind of loved the, the Ravens a bit, and, and uh, we know the public is probably going to side with the, the Bills here. Um, you know, we've already seen some 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 sharper play on the Ravens where you saw some two-and-a-halves disappear already and down to twos. Uh, we haven't seen that here yet. Uh, so I, I think that's some of those guys just testing the waters a little bit. 
uh, taking that two and a half. But I would expect it to. to I think it's. I think it's going to hover right around there. I think it's. I, that's a very solid number. I, I can't think that the public will be able to push it to three. However, it is a late Saturday night game, um, and that could get you know the the public a little extra momentum if if I would say if the Packers were to cover, which a majority of the public could be, will you know will, will that carry over to the Bills game? Absolutely. I don't know if it's enough to push it to three as the, the Ravens are receiving some pretty solid support. How about the Chiefs at 10, Jay? They literally took a big lighter to the betters' mon- uh, money in the second half of the season. They were winning game after game after game but not covering, um, which I'm sure put a smile on you and your sportsbook director, brethren's friends, <laughs> all your friends, a smile on your face because people love the Chiefs. They just weren't covering numbers. Yeah, and it was uh, yeah. We were very thankful for that. Um, I, I did feel, even though they didn't cover, it felt like they were ahead, like you know, seventeen, sixteen, a lot. And at, I, at times, there was some some discussions there that I was just like, "Are the Chiefs bored?" Yeah, they were kind of. They kind of reminded me of. I remember when USC was so good. And, and they would just mess around with teams and just try different things. Like we know this works. Well, hey, let's try this. You know, and I, you know, I, I think they fool around a little bit there, and um, it wouldn't really surprise me to see the the Chiefs kind of turn it up uh, and you know cover the, some of these bigger numbers. Even though I mean, geez, given ten points, I don't care who it is in a playoff game yeah. is is difficult to swallow. But I do sense that the Chiefs sometimes play with some of these uh, teams, especially during the regular season. I would imagine, Jay, that you have weekend money tied into tonight's game. Do you really need uh, one side or the other or uh, an over or an under in this game uh, based on what's tied in from the weekend? Yeah, right now it's just damage control. There's not a really good scenario for us as – you know, we did take some bigger bets on Ohio State, but we have some liability on Alabama as we took some bigger future bets. This is, you know, this is a, obviously a different year, but, um, you know, we took some bigger Alabama bets at the beginning of the year, like at four to one, seven to two, that kind of thing. And because there was just very little public play on the futures compared to years past, we never were able to make that up. You know, normally we would. You know, people would play these things, you know, every weekend, and and we'd get a, a, a you know great handle. But this year we were not able to make that up, and so therefore we're going into this game with quite a, a lot of liability on Alabama for the future book. However, for the game, you know, we we have some some big. Well, most of our bigger plays have been on Ohio State, so we're really just not in a very good scenario. I. I think our best case scenario is to break even, and that's if Alabama just blows them out and and uh, covers some of the teasers that we're carrying over from the weekend. You mentioned what a goofball year it's been uh, in, in many walks, but we've got sports back, and that's cool. And we, if baby steps towards normal normalcy, the NFL, I think, with integrity, has gotten through the season. I mean, there were speed bumps. I mean, even the Browns playing a game without their coach, but they're going to make it through. And I'm looking at the Superbook app, Jay, 
you know, it's the start of a brand new season. You got hockey, uh, you know, ready to rock and roll. We just had the first golf tournament over in Hawaii, and Jeff Sherman does a great job with that. And I noticed you guys even have NASCAR numbers up. So, uh, sports is back. That's the good thing. Oh yeah, we were just very thankful uh, to get through all these leagues. I mean, you think about it, we have, you know, we got through the World Series, we got through the NBA, you know, finals. You know, we got the the Stanley Cup, and here we are approaching the Super Bowl. And I know a lot of us, including me, just didn't think it was going to happen. You know, when we go back to August or you know beginning of September, it's like there's just no way they're going to be able to get through this. And here we are, you know, uh, on the you know the day of the NCAA uh, football championship, and we've we've made it through all these seasons. So, and and as as far as the books are concerned, you know, with sports betting as popular as it is, uh, for many reasons, I mean, it's, a, it's a, the entertainment's value is, is terrific in sports betting. Even my daughter said last night because she bet it, she bet a three team parlay yesterday, okay, <laughs> for twenty dollars. Um, and she texts me about halfway through that Saints game, and she just goes, you know, betting on sports makes it so much more interesting. <laughs> but did she ever do a commercial for you? <laughs> I know. Well, now because she hit it, she's like, oh, Dad, if you need oh, any advice. She, it, oh, hey, here we go. Hey, listen, it, that's that's the classic of all class. Somebody, they always win the first bet. I was doing videos over at Don Best uh, years ago. And the guy's name was Vic. Nice guy. He's like the TV camera guy. And I'm doing the golf preview, and I, I hit the golf. I, I I won that week, had the guy. So the next week I do the video, and he says, can I uh, can I come over with you? We went over to Red Rock and, and make a bet on the golf. I go, yeah. He goes, well, who do you like? I give him the guy. I hit it again. I had a, had a good couple of weeks. So he wins. So the third week now he goes, okay, can I go with you again? Can we go, uh, you know, go bet the golf? I said, no. He looks and he goes, why? I go, well, you won your first bet. I mean, you're radioactive. I mean, you're not going to win again for six months. You always win your first bet. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It, it, uh, it, it certainly works out that way. But the point is, people have migrated to the sports betting, you know, sports betting entertainment side because of, uh, obviously, I mean, there's just very limited things that we can do in a lot of states. You know, you can do this from your couch, and uh, it has just taken off. And the numbers that we have seen in Nevada are are very similar to what we see around the country. They continue to, to grow, and uh, we're just thankful that, that the leagues were able to just plow through this thing. And um, it, because if it wasn't, you know, for the leagues getting through it, you know, we would have nothing here. No, and the amazing thing is with these apps, too. And, and then, you know, once you're signed up and you're up and running in the Superbook app, all the offerings, they're right there. But that, now that the little things mean a lot, right? I mean, the ability to fund it from home. It's just a convenience aspect of it. Yeah, and, and then I know that's a big part of it. And uh, um, they, um, you know, they're finding that out. They just, uh, the entertainment value of sports betting is fantastic. You bet 10 bucks, you could be entertained for, you know, three hours. Or you could be entertained for four days, you know, with golf. I mean, it's uh, it, it, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and especially if you you know uh, are in contention, or you know you, you win some, you lose some. Everybody knows that. Um, uh, but but uh, we've seen the numbers grow, and it's not just so much the handle, but the number of tickets that are being bet these days. Uh, that's unbelievable. I mean, people it, are playing a way above 
way hey, above what they would normally do. But I'm up against the clock. Uh, we invite people to check out the Superbook. It's jaw-dropping. Do me a favor. Please text me who your daughter likes this weekend. <laughs> Have a oh, good I'll one. I'll do that. I'll do that <laughs> for sure. We're, we're out of here. We'll take a break. Thanks, Jay. You love it. Appreciate it. Thanks, There's guys. a pandemic going on out there. It's catchy. It's called The Wedding Edge. And the only place you can get it is right here. Get on the grid and stay there. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back to put this edition of Sportsbook Radio in the cookie jar. AM 1400 KSHP in Las Vegas. Sports Grid Radio Network and on Sirius Channel 204. Thanks to Chuck Esposito and Jay Cornegay. Joining us today, Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. Golf returned. Harris English wins in a playoff. Really good tournament. It was fun over at Kapalua. I love that. Four days of golf, kind of late afternoon into the evening. That was good stuff. They'll be over with the Sony Open, so we'll start diving into golf again. And hockey's a-coming, Stevie. Are we going to go Stevie's thoughts on hockey? Do we know? Um, it, NHL hockey starts tomorrow, and we know— Wednesday. We—, we I'm sorry, Wednesday. And we know it's the beginning of the NHL season. Why, Brian? Because our, our buddy Alex Tuck is nicked up. Oh, my, So yeah. it's got to be the beginning of the NHL season. Yeah, boy, he's got bad, just bad luck to get, get out of the game. But they say it's at least they think it's nothing serious. But a lot of guys were put on waivers today. Locally, Vegas Hockey Island coming up next. Dennis Bernstein will join us from the fourthperiod.com. There's a listen live Function on KSHP.com. You can follow Stevie on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. We put all the shows out for you. Once they're done, post it up and archive. But uh, excited to get the hockey season going. The NBA, again, we got another another postponement tonight. Yeah, so uh, Boston and, uh, I'm sorry, tonight it's Dallas, New Orleans. That's postponed. Porzingis was going to come back for Dallas tonight. That game's been postponed. Tomorrow, Boston and Chicago postponed. The hockey thing is going to be really, really interesting. A, this season's going to be a lot of fun, Steve. But I'm telling you, with the COVID thing, if a team... Well, Dallas already has uh, issues. Yeah, and I know. I think their game is postponed, isn't it? Their Dallas first game? is starting late. Okay. Right, but if it happens midstream, I'm trying to look at how they're going to block this out and make these games up. It's going to happen, Brian. They're going to have to figure their way through it. We've seen it in college basketball. We've seen it in the NBA. It's going to happen in the NHL. they got to figure their way through it. All right, good stuff today. Uh, we'll be back with you again on the Sports Grid Radio Network on Sirius 204, uh, 2 to 4 Eastern, 11 to 1 Pacific time. Back with you again tomorrow. We're looking forward to that. We've got Vegas Hockey Island coming up locally, and we invite you to check that out. For Stevie Slapshot, I'm Brian Blessing. Thanks for joining us. Lunchtime with the Line Makers, Sportsbook Radio. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Sports.